0: there once was a king who was very old but he had three grown-up sons so he called to them and said my dear sons i am very old and the cares of government press heavily upon me i must therefore give them over to one of you but as it is the law among us that no unmarried prince may be king i wish you all to get married and whoever chooses the best wife shall be my successor so they determined each to go a different way and settled it thus they went to the top of a very high tower and each one at a given signal shot an arrow in a different direction to the others wherever their arrows fell they were to go in search of their future wives the eldest prince's arrow fell in a palace in the city where lived a senator who had a beautiful daughter so he went there and married her the second prince's arrow struck upon a country house where a very pretty young lady the daughter of a rich gentleman was sitting so he went there and proposed to her and they were married but the youngest prince's arrow shot through a green wood and fell into a lake he saw his arrow floating among the reeds and a frog sitting thereon looking fixedly at him but the marshy ground was so unsafe that he could not venture upon it so he sat down in despair what is the matter prince asked the frog what is the matter why i cannot reach that arrow on which you are sitting take me for your wife and i will give it to you but how can you be my wife little frog that is just what has got to be you know that you shot your arrow from the tower thinking that where it fell you would find a loving wife so you will have her in me you are very wise i see little frog but tell me how can i marry you or introduce you to my father and what will the world say take me home with you and let nobody see tell them you have married an eastern lady who must not be seen by any man except her husband nor even by another woman the prince considered a little the arrow had now floated to the margin of the lake he took the arrow from the little frog put her in his pocket carried her home and then went to bed sighing very deeply Next morning the king was told that all his sons were married, so he called them all together and said, "'Well, children, are you pleased with your wives?' "'Very pleased indeed, father and king. "'Well, we shall see who has chosen best. "'Let each of my daughters-in-law weave me a carpet by to-morrow, and the one whose carpet is the most beautiful shall be queen.' The elder princes hastened at once to their ladies, but the youngest, when he reached home, was in despair what is the matter prince asked the frog what is the matter my father has ordered that each of his daughters-in-law shall weave, him a par- shall weave him a carpet and the one whose carpet proves the most beautiful shall be first in rank my brother's wives are most likely working at their looms already but you little frog although you can give back an arrow and talk like a human being will not be able to weave a carpet as far as i can see don't be afraid she said go to sleep and before you wake the carpet shall be ready so he lay down and went to sleep but the little frogs stood on their hind legs and sang ye breezes that blow ye winds that sigh come hither on airy wing and all of you straight to my dwelling high and various treasures bring to fleeces i crave of the finest wood and of the loveliest flowers a basket full from the depths of the ocean bring sands of gold and pearl drops of lustre manifold so that i may fashion a carpet bright adorned with fair flowerets and gems of light and weave it in one short day and night when my true love's hands must the treasure hold there was a gentle murmur of the breezes and from the sunbeams descended several lovely maidens who floated into the room carrying baskets of various colored wools pearls and flowers they curtsied deeply to the little frog and in a few minutes they wove a wonderfully beautiful carpet and then they curtsied again and flew away meanwhile the wives of the other princes bought the most beautifully colored wools and the best designs they could find and worked hard at their looms all the next day. Then all the princes came before the king, and spread out their carpets before them. The king looked at the first and the second, but when he came to the third, he exclaimed, That's the carpet for me! I give the first place to my youngest son's wife, but there must be another trial yet. He ordered that each of his daughters-in-law should make him a cake the next day, and the husband of the one whose cake proved the best should be his successor. The youngest prince came back to his frog wife. He looked very thoughtful and sighed deeply. "'What is the matter, prince?' she asked. "'My father demands another proof of skill, "'and I am not so sure that we shall succeed so well as before, "'for how can you bake a cake?' "'Do not be afraid,' she said. "'Lie down and sleep, and when you wake "'you will be in a happier frame of mind.' The prince went to sleep and the frog sprang up to the window and sang ye breezes that blow ye winds that sigh come hither on airy ring and all of you straight to my dwelling high these various gifts to bring from the sunbeams bright bring me heat and light and soft waters distill from the pure flowing rill from the flowers of the field the sweet odors they yield from the wheat fields obtain five full measures of grain that so i may bake in the night-time a cake for my true love's sake the winds began to rise and the seven beautiful maidens floated down into the room carrying baskets with flour water sweetmeats and all sorts of dainties they curtsied to the little frog and got the cake ready in a few minutes then curtsied again and flew away the next day the three princes brought their cakes to the king they were all very good but when he tasted the one made by his youngest son's wife he exclaimed "'This is the cake for me, light, flowery, white, and delicious. "'I see, my son, you have made the best choice, "'but we must wait a little longer.' "'The two elder sons went away much depressed, "'but the youngest greatly elated. "'When he reached home, he took up his little frog, "'stroked and kissed her, and said, "'Tell me, my love, how it was that you, "'being only a little frog, could weave such a beautiful carpet "'or make such a delicious cake?' "'Because, my prince,' i am not what i seem i am a princess and my mother is the renowned queen of light and a great enchantress but she has many enemies who as they could not injure her were always seeking to destroy me to conceal me from them she was obliged to turn me into a frog and for seven years i have been forced to stay in the marsh where you found me under this frog skin i am really more beautiful than you can imagine yet until my mother has conquered all her enemies i must wear this disguise after that takes place you shall see me as i really am while they were talking two courtiers entered with the king's orders to the young prince to come to a banquet at the king's palace and to bring his wife with him as his brothers were doing by theirs he knew not what to do but the little frog said do not be afraid my prince go to your father alone and when he asks for me it will begin to rain you must then say that your wife will follow you but she is now bathing in Maydu." when it lightens say i am dressing and when it thunders that i am coming the prince trusting to her word set out for the palace and the frog jumping up to the window and standing on her hind legs began to sing ye breezes that blow ye winds that sigh come hither on airy wing and all of you straight to my dwelling high these several gifts to bring my beauty of yore and my bright youth once more all my dresses so far and my jewels so rare and let me delight my dear love by the sight then the seven beautiful damsels who were the handmaidens of the princess when she lived with her mother floated on the sunbeams into the room they curtsied walked three times around her and produced some magical words then the frog-skin fell off, and she stood among them, a miracle of beauty, and the lovely princess she was. Meanwhile, the prince, her husband, had arrived at the royal banquet hall, which was already full of guests. The old king welcomed him warmly, and asked him, Where is your wife, my son? Then a light rain began to fall, and the prince said, She will not be long. She is now bathing herself in do. Then there came a flash of lightning, which illuminated all the palace, and he said, she is now adorning herself when it thundered he ran to the door exclaiming here she is and the lovely princess came in seeming to bring the sunshine with her they stood amazed at her beauty the king could not contain his delight and she seemed to him all the more beautiful because he thought her the very image of his long-deceased queen the prince himself was no less astonished and overjoyed to find such loveliness in her Whom he had only as yet seen in the shape of a little frog tell me my son said the king why did you not let me know what a fortunate choice you had made the prince told him everything in a whisper and the king said go home then my son at once and pick up that frog skin of hers throw it in the fire and come back here as fast as you can she will have to remain just as she is now the prince did as his father told him went home and threw the frog skin into the fire where it was at once consumed but things did not turn out as they expected for the lovely princess on coming home sought for her frog skin and not finding it began to cry bitterly when the prince confessed the truth she shrieked aloud and taking out a green poppy head threw it at him he went to sleep at once but she sprang up to the window and sang her songs to the wind upon which she was changed into a duck and flew away the prince woke up in the morning and grieved sadly when he found his beautiful princess gone he got on horseback and set out to find her inquiring everywhere for the kingdom of the queen of light his princess's mother to whom he supposed she must have fled he rode on for a very very long time until one day he came to a wide plain all covered with poppies in full flower the odor of which so overpowered him that he could scarce keep upright in his saddle then he saw a queer little horse supported on four crooked legs there was no door to the house, but knowing what he ought to do, he said, "Little house, move on your crooked legs, free, turn your back to the wood and your front door to me. The hut with the crooked legs made a creaking noise and turned round with its door towards the prince. He went straight in and found an old fury whose name was Yenjar inside. She was spinning from distaff and singing." "'How are you, prince?' she said, "'and what brings you here?' So the prince told her, and she said, "'You have done wisely to tell me the truth. "'I know your bride, the beautiful daughter of the Queen of Light. "'She flies to my house daily in the shape of a duck, "'and this is where she sits. "'Hide yourself under this table "'and watch your opportunity to lay hold of her. "'Hold her fast, whatever shape she assumes. "'When she is tired, she will turn into a spindle. "'You must then break the spindle in two, and you will find.' that which you were seeking presently the duck flew in sat down beside the old fury and began to preen her feathers with her beak the prince seized her by the wing the duck quacked fluttered and struggled to get loose but seeing this was useless she changed herself into a pigeon then into a hawk then into a serpent which so frightened the prince that he let her go on which she became a duck again quacked aloud Flew out of the window. The prince saw his mistake and the old woman cried aloud, What have you done, you careless fellow? You have frightened her away from me for ever. But as she is your bride, I must find some other way to help you. Take this ball of thread, throw it before you, and wherever it goes, follow after it, and then you will come to my sister's house, and she will tell you what to do next. So the prince went on day and night following the ball of thread till he came to another queer little house, like the first, to which he said the same rhyme, and going in, found the second old fury, and told her his story. "'Hide under the bench!' she exclaimed. "'Your bride is just coming in!' The duck flew in as before, and the prince caught her by the wing. She cracked and tried to get away. Then she changed herself into a turkey, then into a dog, then into a cat, then into an eel, so that she slipped through his hands and glided out of the window." The prince was in despair, but the old woman gave him another ball of thread, and he followed it, determining not to let the princess escape so easily. So going on after the thread, as it kept unwinding, he came to another funny little house, and like the two first, he said, Little house, move on your crooked legs free, turn your back to the wood and your front door to me. The little house turned around so that he could go in, and he found a third old fury inside, much older than her sisters, and having white hair. He told her his story and begged for help why did you go against the wishes of your clever and sensible wife said the old woman you see she knew better than you what her frog skin was good for but you must needs be in such a hurry to display her beauty to gain the world's applause that you have lost her and she was forced to fly away from you the prince hid himself under the bench the duck flew in and sat at the old woman's feet on which he caught her by the wings she struggled hard but she felt his strength was too great for her to resist so she turned herself into a spindle at once he broke it across his knee and lo and behold instead of the two halves of the spindle there remained he held the hands of his beautiful princess he looked at him lovingly with her beautiful eyes and smiled sweetly and she promised him that she would always remain as she was then for since her mother's enemies were all dead she had nothing to fear they embraced each other and went out of the old fury's hut then the princess spoke some magical spells and in the twinkling of an eye there appeared a wonderful bridge reaching from where they stood hundreds of miles up into the very gallery of the palace belonging to the prince's father it was then all made of crystal with golden handrails and diamond bosses upon them the prince spoke more magical words and a golden coach appeared drawn by eight horses and a coachman and two tall footmen all in golden liveries and there were four outriders on special horses riding by the side of the coach in an inquiry Riding in the front and blowing a brazen trumpet, and a long procession of followers in splendid dresses came after them. Then the prince and princess got into the golden coach and drove away, thus accompanied across the crystal bridge till they reached home When the old king came out to meet them and embraced them both tenderly. He appointed the prince his successor, and such magnificent festivities were held on the occasion as never were seen or heard of before. End of chapter One. The Frog Princess. Recording by Sarah and Gracia Partial. SarahPartial.blogspot.com. New York.